Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. Another study that I read suggested that consuming foods that are rich in omega-3 fatty acids is likely to reduce um, aggression and works really quickly with kids. So this is especially helpful for kids who are impulsive and have these outbursts. Um, it helps with antisocial behaviors as well, um, and that changes were noticeable within three months. So when you think about what these doctors are telling you about medication, when you change medication, it's going to be, you know, six weeks minimum change um, over to a new medication and maybe another, you know, three to six weeks more just trying to see if that's working and then if it's not working. And I'm not saying to go off medication. Um, I think that sometimes the medication is the only thing holding our, our, our kids together and our families together right now. But I just think that if we don't look at diet, if we don't look at the foods that these kids are eating, and if we don't tie it in to their behaviors, we're making a really big mistake. Um, so while changing your diets, your kid's diet may seem really impossible and difficult, changes that the whole family can make is just huge. Um, and it, what if it limits, you know, these the need for multiple medications and multiple therapies and even calls to the police or the hospital? And if your kids start to feel better, this is the thing. It's like I, I personally went off of sugar three years ago, and it was amazing to me as, a, as an older adult how that impacted me and how I felt. Once I was off of it, I didn't want to go back because it really is an addiction. And I didn't want to go through everything I went through getting off of it. And also, you stop craving it. Like, I really honestly don't crave those things. So do I want them sometimes when I see other people having them when I'm around it? Of course. But it's that's part of why I create my environment to not have that around all the time. But I think with our kids, when we see this tie to behavior so strongly linked to the foods they eat, and when I see it across the board that it's not just a kid over here had this problem, right? Like it's like, it's in almost every home that I see that this be same kind of behavior. And, and so I just think that we're really, this is a really important topic and something to really think about. So here's some other ideas that um, will also help related to food that don't necessarily have to do exactly with the kind of food that your kids are eating. With that, I want you to just be, please have um, meat that opposition that what you to what I'm saying with curiosity and notice with your kids make a chart if you have to watch it see what they're doing um, but I will tell you that a lot of times the sugar that the kids are consuming are not in your presence I have kids that go up to their bedroom and they have candy up there they have soda up there um, I almost every bathroom of kids that are aggressive and angry when I look in in the bathroom I I drink a lot of water so I end up using everybody's bathroom but every single waste paper basket has candy wrappers and junk food stuff in it. Are these kids going in your bathroom and eating this stuff? Like, or are you? I don't know. You know, so um, it's just an odd place, I think, to find all of all of that. So just um, be aware that you may not know exactly how much they're consuming of that, what they're trading their lunch for, um, what they're what they're you know they spend their money on this kind of junk food like really like an addict, right? Like they collect their pennies and they're, and they, they, 
it's it's pretty crazy if you really start looking at it. Um, but really envelop it as a family if you're going to attack if you're going to tackle it. I found that families that this is what they have for snacks and it's not left up to choices and it's not that they have this stuff around and and then they're trying to make the kids eat healthy, but this becomes part of your routine that it goes a lot better and it creates less tension on the kid that, I mean, I've worked in families where one kid has a gluten, you know, isn't supposed to have gluten or they, you know, are trying to deal with the aggression. And yes, he is the aggressive kid. And so he is not allowed to have, everybody's having candy and he can't have it. Um, everybody's, you know, eating this thing and he can't have it. I just feel like that's, that's too, too much. Like I, I did that as an adult. I changed the way I ate, um, when everyone around me was still eating the other way, but that was my choice as an adult for my own health reasons. And these kids, it's very difficult for them to understand that you're doing something to help them for later or for, you know, even the next day. So, because remember with your kids, there's now and not now, and that's it. So please consider making those changes as a family, you know, changing the way the snacks are and seeing if you can level it out. But here's some other things. One is that it's recommended that the eat consistently, that's that you put meals and snacks on a schedule and um, you don't just wing it. Your kids don't really know how they feel about stuff. They don't have a good sense, they're, they have sensory issues, right? I have been around kids that don't really know, they know if something's uncomfortable, but they don't really know like if their shoes fit right or if it's their socks or, you know, what, what it is, it's just they're uncomfortable kind of in their own skin. So they may not be aware when they're really hungry, when they're actually thirsty or when they're actually tired. So these things have to be scheduled for them. It's the scaffolding that, you know, is creating this structure to be the way that, that it needs to be. Um, so they may not know when they're truly hungry or truly full. We've been having kids pause after they eat, talk a little bit, and then if they're still hungry, they can have something else. Um, you don't need to ask, you know, just tell them it's, you know, if they, if they ask or saying, you know, I'm hungry or I, you know, they're usually not saying I'm hungry. They're usually saying, I want, I want, I want, can I have this? They're grabbing things or bringing it to you. Maybe, maybe they're stuffing it in their pockets. I don't know. Um, but it's okay too, if they don't want a snack, you're not going to force them to have a snack and we're not going to force them to eat. I really don't think it's helpful to carry things over. If they don't eat it at breakfast, now they're going to eat it for lunch. I've been in families where if they don't eat it for lunch, then they eat it for dinner. And then they also have to still eat the dinner. Um, we're not trying to create food issues here. Food is very social. We want our kids to enjoy sitting at the table and eating with us, even if that's not the case yet. Um, so you, you're going to decide what's healthy. You're going to put the the choices on the table. I always encourage families to have like a, a stable that if the kids don't really like what's served for dinner, they can make like a peanut butter sandwich. Nothing else, but this, that's on the table as well. Um, try to eliminate those food battles. And if they don't eat their snack, then just remind them once. Um, it's it, That's fine. You don't have to eat it. In two hours, we'll be having dinner. So in an hour when they're hungry, you can remind them like, I know you're hungry. Um, I'm going to have you have some water and dinner will be in an hour. 
if you get your body on a routine, it starts to cooperate with you. When we are always kind of off on the routine and schedule, I see more problems. So eat consistently, put those things. I have some families that do do more of a healthy snack later um, and maybe a, a sweet snack in the morning. It gives them time to kind of burn it off. But with your aggressive kids, I want to really warn you about sugary foods, foods with red dye, processed foods. Be really careful. Even processed healthy foods can cause some problems. Just because something is in the health food store and it's processed doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy, okay? So just really watch that. Try to eat real foods. Cheese would probably be one thing, although there is some warning about dairy, um, that some of the most common allergies among children is dairy, and that children with ADHD, it's common for many of them to act out if they, after consuming milk, cheese, yogurt, or high dairy products, and I would really, I think I would really look at some of that because I think some of that has to do with sugar and dyes that are in like the yogurts that we give kids, the yogurts that we that we all like to. Um, I do see kids though that will grab milk quite often instead of water. Um, I would encourage you to increase your child's water intake. Water bottles that um, have a sippy lid or a straw are really, really important in creating, um, or I should say in decreasing anxiety. You know, try to keep that in mind. They should have a water bottle with them. They should be drinking that water all day long, um, and they can use that to help with anxiety. So some people with allergies actually will get physically bloated, um, congested, or tired. But in kids with allergies, they become irritable, depressed, or anxious and they struggle to concentrate. So really watch that. Um, the problem too, like I feel like peanut butter is one of the best go-to protein things that we can give our kids, but it really does have a lot of sugar in it. I use like a nut butter, like sunflower um, butter or just like a nut butter without sugar, almond butter without sugar. And then I add monk fruit in that to make it so it's not, you know, just so dry. Um, so you can try that. Um, some people have talked about honey instead of sugar. Um, you might want to do a little bit of research on that. Um, a lot of honey that we get nowadays is kind of processed in its own way too. Um, I, I stay away from all kinds of sugar like that, although I do use monk fruit as a good substitute. Um, but you, if it's nice because you kind of want limit, to limit it, it doesn't, it tastes good in a smaller quantity than if you use too much. So you could kind of mix, make your own. You know what, I want you to watch out on wheat products. Um, we have a, gluten has become a buzzword in our society, but I would caution you that if your child is eating a lot of tan colored foods, they are probably eating um, wheat that's been processed in a different way than how wheat was meant to be processed. And there's documentaries on wheat and um, I'm I'm not, it's not about the gluten so much to me that I'm cautioning you about, although there's plenty of research about this irritability in the bowels and how that ties in with kids with autism and other disorders and how these turn into sugar quickly and how irritability and aggression are also tied in to that. Um, I'm not trying to take away all of your quick choices and um, make life more difficult for you. So please know that. I just, you know, if, if, if you only pick one thing that you're going to really concentrate on, I would pick the sugar. Really think about the sugar and the irritability because the research was just so tied into processed foods and refined sugar. Food with dyes, 
um, cereal, juice, um, and candy, all linked to reaction in kids for ages. Synthetic food dyes are actually banned in other countries, fruit, and but most processed food in the United States still includes them. This is what I have against processed food. So foods to eat more of, let's talk about that. The good news is that there's many foods that actually improve behaviors, improve behaviors. So for example, the best foods for people with ADHD and mood disorders are meat, nuts, and beans for protein. Fresh fruit and veggies, omega-3 fatty acids like those found in salmon, tuna, walnuts, olive oil can make a noticeable difference in children. Wow. I mean, just think about that. I have a kid that is really highly irritated. And one of the things he really likes is um, he likes crackers with um, tuna. And I feel like, great, like, let's do that. You know, and I think there's a big difference on the snacks when he eats that versus when he has a snack. Um, he likes to, when his, his non, uh, see which house I say this, his less healthy parent is there. He will ask for fruit with chocolate on it. Um, and drizzled with with chocolate except for him it's like drizzled with chocolate <laughs> um big difference in the irritability so um again let me repeat those so you get them people with adhd and mood disorders best foods that improve behaviors are meat nuts and beans for protein fresh fruit veggies omega-3 fatty acids found in salmon tuna walnuts and olive oil can make a noticeable difference in the children. Overall, I just want to encourage you to take care of yourself. Somebody has to be in charge of the well-being for the family. And as a parent, that's you. So um, you set up your doctor's appointments for your kids, the dentist. Um, you pay the bills. It's your house. It's your refrigerator. You're going to have to set up the overall lifestyle for your kids. Um, even if they go away from that, um, in making their own choices, I want them to know that there's this solid, healthy foundation in their everyday structure. Real food, water, and sleep are a part of your everyday structure. So remember that we're trying to find balance and we're trying to not have these extreme moods, right? So if we can use something that will help level our kids out, whether it's, you know, I, I believe, yes, medication can do that, but we're finding that it doesn't Unless you want your kids to be zombies, the medication isn't making it worth it. And when the medication's wearing off is at home when they're with you. So, you know, finding that balance with the food amid the extreme moods and impulsiveness and crazy behaviors. Listen, you pay now or you pay later. I just think you guys are paying a huge price for what's happening with your kids. So teaching these good habits, you're making these life changes in how you're parenting. And so I just want to encourage you to have a plan, to know that you can't manage all of their emotions, but being safe and having a safe home is a must for you and your family. And so if you have things that um, you don't want your kids to get into, if you don't want them to get up in the middle of the night and eat this stuff, you're going to have to lock it up and it's going to have to be put away because remember this addiction is anywhere from four to nine times greater than cocaine. And um, if you have it in your house, these kids are going to find it. And if, if you really feel like you can't give up these things yourself, um, I have seen kids eat the weirdest thing, spoonfuls of sugar, when they don't have access to the food that has it. So um, lots of families I work with have locks on their pantries um, or have things locked up in the master bedroom 
I know it's terrible to have to live like that, but you are living with addicts. And a lot of that is because that's the part of their brain that's lit up and the trauma that's happening that they're even creating for themselves and for you guys and your family um, is real and it needs to be dealt with. So um, our goal is to help our kids to regulate and to give them the best tools for that. And right now you're in charge of their regulation because they can't do it for themselves. So that is my um, passionate cry to you about foods and kids and the best thing that I think that you can can do. So let's not keep diminishing it. We're making these life changes in your home and your parenting um, out of pure necessity, right? Because you cannot continue to live with kids that are so aggressive and so violent that they're breaking things and hurting people. And, um, and if you want to keep them in your home, which is, you know, they're going to be in your family regardless, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do about this as a whole. So best wishes. Again, leave your comments and your questions in the, in the comments sec section, um, or you can private message me. I'd be happy to talk to you more about this and, and any other parenting concerns that you have. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Bridge podcast. For more about parenting and how to get started building a bridge to better behaviors, go to the show notes and click on the link to Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or have questions for Dr. Michelle, there's a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you.